Hey everyone, this is Curtis, former pro basketball player turned pastor. And this is Amber, former mom baby nurse turned blogger. Welcome to the Brilliant Marriage Podcast, where each week we share inspiring messages and ideas geared to help your marriage, faith, and family thrive. Expect to hear God, discover God's purpose for you and your family, and have supernatural encounters with Him. We invite you to get a cup of coffee, because I got mine, and get comfy in your favorite chair or listen to us as you pick up your kids from school. This is the Brilliant Marriage Podcast, and we hope you guys enjoy every moment of it. Hey y'all, welcome to the Brilliant Marriage Podcast. My name is Amber. And I'm Curtis. And today we're going to talk to you about how prayer saved our marriage. So we hope you guys have your coffee next to you. You have a pen and paper so you can take some notes. We are just so excited about this topic. Or if you like me, water. (laughs) I can't do the coffee. He doesn't do the coffee. I do probably the coffee maybe a few times a year, which is not many. And so I'm good with that. Love my water. Yeah. My juices. All right. But um, I will say, I have to say this. I will say, guys, yesterday I had a strawberry lemonade refresher from Starbucks and he did want one. He said the next time to get him one. Yeah, because it's juice. It's not caffeine. It has like green tea in it. Green tea is not coffee. Okay. Yep. But it's been an awesome week. Um, You know, school is back in. So now I'm kind of jumping back into that mindset, getting up and preparing lessons for these children but it's always like it's almost bittersweet like man now I gotta get up but it's also fun because I get to see the development of 50 kids pretty much every single day I get to pour into them so it's just an awesome feeling just to be able to be in that position to be a role model you know to empower and to build up these kids because there's not a lot of men in the school system in the elementary in the classroom and so You know, it's just so powerful just to be in that position. And I'm just grateful and thankful. And that's what kind of gives me strength to to do it every day, you know, because it's not for a paycheck. You know, this is just what God anointed me to do. And so I'm just using it. And I think that's awesome that he says, like, it's not like for a paycheck. So I think, guys, wherever you are in the work that you feel like God's called you to do, make sure that you love it. You know, it's not work whenever you just do it out of your heart whenever you know that God's called you to it. If you can do it for free, like that's what you're supposed to be doing. So guys, always just keep that in mind. And so what we're going to do now, we're going to take you a blast to the past. Yes. The year is 2010. Oh man, in 2010, you know, we were we were married for a couple years. You know, we were still trying to grow. We were just really trying to get our walk together in the Lord, but we still had so many problems. We kept right. having these same cycles. You know, we were pretty much headed towards divorce. That's where our marriage was going. You know, we didn't communicate well. We weren't always together because I was playing basketball. And so there was extended period of times that we were apart. And so, mm-hmm. you know, our marriage really was struggling at that time. Yeah, because, you know, if you're, I'm an American, if he's in Europe, like that's a nine hour time difference. And especially at one point, you know, we had just had our daughter and he was only here for two days when I had my daughter and then he was gone. So this is my first time being a mom and I'm trying to figure out how to be a mom. And then I had to go back into the hospital and I'm um, trying to be a wife from overseas. And I'm, I'm trying to do this life. And our communication was just really, really off or basically lacking thereof, um, we just did not have a vision for our marriage or for our family or what we wanted that to look like. And um, I felt like 
if we had had that, that would have helped us and saved us a lot of the uh, arguments that we had or some of the feelings that we were having at that time. Yeah. And so we knew we had issues and we always had these talks, but we really didn't understand or really know just kind of the steps to take. And um, we definitely believe that, you know, prayer is just kind of one of those things that just navigated us and moved us in that right direction. Right, guys. So, um, like I said, get your coffee ready or your water, um, grab a pen and paper, and let's jump in it. All right, so in 2009, I signed to go to play basketball in Hungary. The name of the city was uh, Niederheise, Hungary. Try to spell that, good luck. <laughs> it's a little weird <laughs> and very long. And Man, I just remember, I think at that time, I think that's when I first started writing. I think I was writing blogs or something for Eurobasket. And, man, every time typing that stuff off was, was a big thing because there's so many letters and words. But in that time... You know, I, I signed to go play, and while I was playing, you know, I never, we never left together, so Amber and I never went together in a place where I played, so I'd always go down there, make sure everything is situated, make sure the team will take care of everything before Amber and our daughter, Abriel would come fly out, and so there was an extended period of time that, you know, they that we were not together, and now, keep in mind, we've only been married for two years at, the, at this point, and you know, we started searching and seeking God because we knew we needed more for our marriage, but we still were not in a good place. Our communication was definitely not there. And also being, you know, seven, eight hours apart with the time difference, there's only certain times that we can kind of talk. There were days that we didn't talk because of my schedule or her schedule, or if I'm going out of town, there's times that we couldn't talk. And, you know, even back then, there wasn't so many apps, you know, you didn't have all the the uh, FaceTimes back then didn't have the Google, the uh, was it Google, Google um man Google Chat or something yeah. like that. But we had Skype, didn't didn't though. have that. They had Skype back in the day, and so but even with that, you know, it wasn't free at a point, and so you know, just the communication wasn't always there. And, you know, we we lacked trust, and then being apart just does not help that situation anymore, and. You know, Amber, you know, we just had our daughter. And so now we're apart and she's still navigating how to be a mom and everything. And so we really weren't in a good place. And, you know, we did kind of what we could, but we still knew that we needed more. You know, our marriage is really on the brink of divorce. And so fast forward, we get together and you know what? It's always like when you get back and you get together after being apart, it's like, man, it's just like a honeymoon, like so sweet, so awesome. I'm glad to see you guys. <laughs> I mean, we still, I think I still got a picture of the first day that they got there at the game when they came to the game and just, just the look on our faces, we're hugging and everything. Everything is great, but it still didn't cover up just the issue that we had. We still had some deep rooted issues just in our marriage that we really didn't know how to deal with at the time. Right. And so basically we just sat and on the couch and we were like, we can't do this anymore. Like we can't continue to fight over the same things. You know, I can't continue to like not have, you know, to trust you completely or feel resentful 
because, you know, I'm leaving my life to come over here for, you know, someone I wasn't even sure if I was going to be with for the rest of my life. And secretly down inside, it was just really hard for me to deal with. I would project how I was feeling onto him and we could just never get on the right track until one day I was just like, I'm fed up. And he came home from practice and we just, we both were just fed up. And we're like, we sat down, we're like, we can't do this anymore. Like, like we don't know what to do. We don't know what to pray. But Lord, we just need help. And sometimes guys, it's, it's that simple um, because we do get a lot of like comments or messages and where people say, you know what? I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to do. And guys, it's okay to say, God, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But what I do know is that I need help. And you are the only one who can help in this situation. Yeah. And so we really just had that come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. Like we were just at a place like, you know what, what we're doing is not working. You know, we're constantly having these talks, but then we're right back again, right. having these same cycles, being right back in the same place. And so like Amber said, we just took a moment was like, and, and just took it to God and was like, you know what, God, we don't know what to do. We don't know which way to go, how to do this. What do we need to do? And just one thing that he gave us was just really to be in union. You know, mm-hmm. when you get married, it's all about becoming one. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to be in sync. And so we just decided like, you know what, we don't necessarily know what to do, but we're going to make sure that we're praying. And so that's the, where it really started is we just took the time out and was like, okay, we're going to make sure that every single morning we're going to get up and we're going to pray together. Then before we go to bed, we're still going to make sure that we pray together before we go to bed. And, and it really started off, you know, really short. Mm-hmm. Amber pray, I'll pray. And then, you know, the more consistent that we got, it started to get a little bit longer. But, you know, to be honest, I I can't say I liked it at first, you know, just because my flesh was fighting it so much. You know, I really, you know, it was for me, it was just like, man, I'm tired. But what was more most important, you know, how I feel or my marriage? And so it got to the point where I had to make a choice. Like, do I want to fight for my marriage or I do I, or I just want to keep going on doing what we're doing and then end up separating? Yeah, because change is hard. Like, it's not always easy. Um, some people get excited about change, but there is that tension, that transition of, you know, where your past is trying to pull you back in, but then sometimes the future won't let you in. And so it's that tension that you're living in. And I was like, just as frustrated (laughs) because I'm like, I don't want to get up early. I don't want to pray. But I knew that this is what we needed to do. And we just both decided that we were going to stop making excuses. So the times that I was frustrated, he could look at me and be like, you need to get your life. Like, let's pray. Or in the times that he didn't want to, I could look at him and say, no, we're praying. You know, this is our commitment to God. And we were faithful with that. And it wasn't about like what we said in prayer or even doing it. It was just about Jesus just looking at our hearts and saying, man, they're really wanting to save their marriage. They're really coming after me. And in that, like, not only did we grow closer to God, but we grew closer in our relationship. And it was just a really beautiful thing for us to walk through together. And 
I know there may be some people who are listening to the podcast or some couples and saying, you know what, well, my spouse, you know, they wouldn't do that with me. And if that's the case, you know, that's okay. You just make commit to God and go to God on their behalf because you are one and God will hear you as if you are your spouse because you are one. And even when you look up the definition, you know, as of a body is one organism. And so basically, you know, even like the body of Christ, you know, we are really one organism. So you have to start thinking, you know, as your spouse so that you can go on behalf, you know, and, you know, talk to God about that. Right. And just like she was saying, I mean, even if your spouse is not open to that at the moment, what you're doing are seeds. Right. You know, everything that Amber was doing down there, I wasn't doing at first. I mean, I really wasn't doing a whole lot. But you know what? I seen it. I could see everything, what she's doing. She's still telling me about what she's doing. And those were just seeds that were planted. And eventually those seeds are going to grow. And so we don't want you to feel like what you're doing is not working. Just keep doing it because you're just planting Mm -hmm. seeds in your spouse's heart and it will work. You know, Matthew chapter 18 Verse 19 says, again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. So the most important thing is that two of you, it takes two being in connection, being in sync, being one. Mm -hmm. And it starts that way. You know, like Amber was saying earlier, like, you know, a lot of times she may not have been in a certain place to be, or I may not have been in a certain place, but that's what is what a marriage is. You're there to support each other. You're there to lift each other up when one person is down and God is there to lift both of you up. It's just that three quarter strand. You know, if one cord is weakened, it's the other two that strengthen and keep that other cord from breaking. And so it's definitely important just really coming together and just have being in one. And so um, the next point we talk about is really pray for a vision. Mm-hmm. You know, vision is so important, you know, so we started off with, okay, we're going to pray before we when we get up, pray before we go to bed, but then mm-hmm. it got back. Okay. What do we want to see? You know, because you can't go nowhere that you haven't seen in your mind first. Right. You know, if you can't see it, how are you going to believe it? And so that's kind of what we started doing. We started Speaking life over our marriage instead of death, you know, started just being changing our mindsets and just really realizing that there's power in the words that we right. speak and just really get into the word. Like, what does the word say about what we speak? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it was so mind blowing because, you know, we're, we're as before we were saying, you know, we're going to get a divorce. I don't want to be with you. I hate you. You get on my nerves. Like we took all that and changed it and start, you know, feeling our conversations with faith feel worse. Like, I love you. This is going to work. I'm so happy to be married to you. And we sat down and we just got on Google and we just like Google pictures for all the dreams that we wanted. Because the first thing we did, you know, Habakkuk two, three talks about writing a vision and making it clear because it's for an appointed time. We sat down and wrote down everything that we wanted to do from our marriage to children, to organizations, to missions, to like everything that we could ever want to do in our lifetime that we would be proud of. And we wrote all those down. And then the next thing we did is that we got on Google and we found pictures for all the things that we (laughs) wanted to do. And it was just so awesome seeing God bring some of those things to pass um, or even like, God encountering 
um, us in, well, encountering like me, like I had a vision one year in 2011 for what 2012 would look like. And like God took me into a vision and everything that he showed me in that vision, except for one thing came to pass in that year. And I mean, crazy things. Like, I think one thing I saw was that Curtis would play on a team, USA team. And that sound totally nuts, totally crazy. I don't even know how he felt about that when I told him that, but that's what I saw. So I, I told him that, but you'll have to elaborate on that. Yeah. And um, I did play with Team USA um, actually for two years in 2012 and 2013, traveling to play in the William Jones Cup in Taiwan. And so it just happened just through connection. Like one of my friends who I had met in um, in South America was like, hey, we got these, that we're putting a team together and we're going to, to Taiwan. I'm like, why not? Yeah. You know, yeah. I've never been there, but also, you know, just to get an opportunity to represent my country, mm-hmm. like that's something big and that's yeah. something that you'll never forget. And so that was just really awesome. And you know, like she was saying, we just made this list. And <laughs> I remember this list, I, I believe we put it in a Word document. It probably is a good, maybe three or four pages long. Yeah. And it wasn't like big words. It was probably like 14 points. So it was a good amount of sayings. And we just made sure every single day that we mm-hmm. read through all of these things, yeah. just right. This is our vision. This is what we want to see, mm-hmm. you know, because where we were was not working. And so we had to be able to speak and let our words become our reality. Yeah. And so we really made sure that we did that. Another thing that we did was we made sure we watched sermons just to get that word right. in our in our minds, but also in our hearts, you mm-hmm. know, to make it really become who we are in every part of us. Right. And, you know, just how she said God began to give her vision about kind of what was going to happen. God gave me vision as well about where I would play next. And through this moment, you know, we were always, OK, let's go to where we're going to get the most money. Okay, what mm-hmm. place can give us the most money? But then God began to shift our mindset. What about like it's not about the money? Like where does God want us to go? Right. And so we were in Hungary, and God just gave me a, a, a dream about me practicing. But what was weird about the dream is like, man, this everything was red. Like mm-hmm. all the walls were red, and I'm practicing. And something like I told him about this dream. I'm like, I don't really know what this means, but I was practicing on some team and everything was red. And so fast forward, it was the summer of uh, 2010. And so, or it might've been 2011. Yeah, yeah 2011. It's the summer 2011. So I get a call like, hey, we have this team in France that wants you for this amount of money. And I'm like, well, man, that's not really what I was looking for. I was looking for a little bit more. And so I was like, um, I don't know. You know, I was kind of questioning, should I do it? I was tempted to just say no. I was like, I don't know. You know, I'll let you know. And then kind of hung up. But then I searched the team. And then when I looked at the team's gym, the whole gym, the walls were red. And just at that moment, it just brought to my memory, just that dream that God gave me, like, wait a minute, that's that's familiar. Like, this place looks familiar for some reason. And he brought that mm-hmm. to my memory. So I was like, you know what, this is the place. And I immediately got back on the phone and was like, yes, okay, I'm ready. What do I need to do? And so it all started with us just really coming together, being in sync, praying together, yeah. you know, <clears throat> because there's power in agreement. Right. But as we became 
one and we came in agreement, God began to speak to us and show us things and help us navigate our marriage and make the best decisions for what he wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that in that verse that Curtis um, talked about in Matthew that Jesus didn't say like two perfect people or two people that have it all together. He said, if to agree and ask for anything, I'll do it. And just believing that, like believing the promises of God that you're reading and decreeing a thing and believing that it will be established, God will answer you. And it's it's not about like perfect being perfect because God, he can't help perfect people because perfect people think they have it all together and they think that they don't need God. But when you're coming before him broken and you're just like, well, our marriage is broke. Our life is broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fix it. Like he will literally put the pieces back together and just us praying those two times a day. Like he said, like it wasn't extravagant or long in the beginning. We just, you just got to start. And sometimes, I mean, I feel like someone's on here. All you have to do is start, like yeah. stop saying I'm tired. Just like tell your brain, brain, wake up, like body, wake up. I'm not tired. I will pray. For five minutes, just that's the minimum. Just start with five minutes. Start from five and then reinforce. Say, Lord, okay, do you, do you want me to pray longer now? You know, and just being obedient to that and getting more sensitive to His voice will just take you so far. Right, and really embrace the process because yeah. no matter what you're going, even if it looks impossible, that's just a setup. That's what's giving God the glory. Is yeah. man, there was no way we're gonna come out of this. There was no way that this could happen, and but God. Right. You know, God's looking at it like, oh, I got this. I got this. Wait, I'm setting you up. Wait, just wait for it. Wait for it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And when you look back on it, when we look back on our lives and just everything that we've been through, like, we are grateful just for the process because it just taught us so much about where we are, taught us so much about, you know, our spouse, about Amber, about my own, you know, faults, about things I need to work on, mm-hmm. but just everything is is in the process you you become to you know get your character you, your character starts to come out really who you are it starts to build upon your character and persistence and you know there's there's nothing like the process because that's where you really learn who you are and how to navigate just really the things of god and it's just always a learning moment and so um yeah yeah i think we've pretty much hit everything and just speaking life Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life. I mean, those your words are just so powerful, powerful. I mean, and one thing that we did, we just made sure that everything that we were speaking was just backed by scripture, you know, and that came down with just watching, watching, you know, sermons and just making sure, OK, we have this word in our heart. Right. Because the Bible says thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. And a light shall shine upon thy ways. Because it starts with speaking. Mm-hmm. You speak it, you start to believe it. Right. You know, if you start hearing things more and more, the more you hear it, the more you'll start to believe it. Exactly. And that light he's talking about, that's the word of God. You know, your word is a light to my feet and a uh, lamp to my path. And so if you're speaking, you're decreeing the word revelation illumination of your decisions or where you should go or what you should do, how you should parent your kids, how you should serve your community, how you should serve your church, all those things, the light will begin to come and show you exactly what to do. Well, that's how prayer saved our marriage. 
This is the Brilliant Marriage Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope y'all enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode, or hashtag us at The Brilliant Marriage on social media. Plus, if you haven't pre-ordered our new books, Brilliant Faith, 30 Powerful Prayers Every Husband Can Pray Over His Wife, and for the ladies, Brilliant Faith, 30 Powerful Prayers Every Wife Can Pray Over Her Husband. You can find the link in the show notes or head over to www.thebrilliantmarriage.com and click on the books tab. See you next time. Until then, be brilliant.